Carlos Gorka here. Uh, very exciting day. We've had 24 others of these where we tell you what book we're going to be reading next. This is book 25, and Mike, it's always exciting just because we don't know what we're going to, like, in, in two months' time, like, what crazy things are we just going to take for granted that we've brainwormed into, you know, all of our listeners as well as ourselves? Yeah, like, will, um, at that point, will I be sort of skipping and and tell and whistling and telling everyone, have you heard about this cool new book? Or will I be throwing a rope over a beam and going, guys, I don't think it's worth it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's always an exciting time. Exciting. Uh, and, you know, so many ropes over so many beams. And I've never, you know, I've never gone through with it. Dang it. Yeah, it's a nice little collection, though. You've got 24. You've got your rope room. Yes, you show people into there. Like, this is the one after I... First, uh, when Willow became the floor, I threw that up there. When yeah. uh, the bucket first made its appearance, I tossed a rope. So, and and you know, my wife is always like, "Do we really have to move to a place just so that it has a rope room?" And I'm like, "Yes, we do because of, of the podcast. Yes. I have to have. Yeah, you can't. And you know what? There's a, a rope study. for you now too. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, there's 26. So no, now. it's it's obviously very exciting. It's filled with expectations." Rope or whistling and skipping? That's my uh, that's my rating system. How many whistling and skippings have you had out there? I, there's been ones. There's been times uh, where you know. you've you've been enthusiastic about sharing a passage with with Bridget versus cheering her once you know is going to irritate her. Yeah, you you remember the time that I I put on the uh, I put on the short pants and I whistled. I put on my flat cap and I rolled a <laughs> steel wheel down the street and whistled and said, "Hey, Mister Rogers," and he, you know. Hey, Mike, good day. And I said, I'll tell you about that book later, sir. You remember that. <laughs> yeah, so then he went on whistling, too. He was arranging his his uh, green grocer stand. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. He was a costermonger <laughs> who I knew in the neighborhood. Yes, of course. Well, uh, we do have a book to tell you about, but uh, as we like to do uh, here, we're going to uh, draw it out a little bit, and maybe you can pick up with where it's going. But I have a quiz for you. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, we like this. It's sort of a real or fanfic type of thing. And uh, you probably were um, maybe right in the, uh, in the market for this type of thing because your, your kids were probably right at the age where they, they hadn't learned any better. But remember in the like, mid to late 90s where Disney started making these like, direct-to-video sequels to all of the popular animated movies? Uh, yeah. What was the first of them? The first one I think that I could remember is they made an Aladdin 2 where obviously they couldn't get Robin Williams. So they had uh, Dan Castellaneta, uh, Homer Simpson, voice the genie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We, so, my kids did not get any of those, but I, I do remember the time. You were probably, you know, shielding eyes or uh, pulling the plug out of the TV when the commercials came on because they were pretty much everywhere. But I think I was a little, you know, I was like, nah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> sure. You, you just knew it, even as a 13-year-old. Sure. Uh, well, I have a quiz of some of these because I started thinking about them. And having never seen any of them, a lot of them are pretty nuts. So I did a real or fanfic quiz of some of these uh, 90s <laughs> slash early aughts uh, direct to VHS and probably DVD at some point in time, uh, Disney uh, sequels. Okay. All right. Uh, did you uh, did you ever do the quiz? I, I'm just. This is just for the Patreon people. Eighty for Brady. Oh, I did. Do you want me to uh, call that up? We can talk about it now. 
Uh, yeah, like how did you do? Is all I, I just want to know how you did. Uh, well, I, it wasn't super fair because I had seen the trailer for 80 for Brady okay. and we had discussed uh, <laughs> real true. Brady for Brady. So I, I, I did this. I, I didn't get, I thought that Jane Fonda did make out with Rob Corddry. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, she made out with Harry Hamlin. That was yeah, really I know it was like a trick, but uh, you know, I, I thought. Are it was... you paying attention to eighty for Brady? Was my... <laughs> I thought it was fake that one of the ladies wrote erotic wrong fan fiction because that's just that's yeah, a real life thing. That. Yeah, like that's that, a, but a it's total in, thing. Yes, she, she does in the movie, so that was tricky. Uh, stoned on edibles, I believe that was in the trailer, so I knew mm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, false, I said they do burlesque to pray for tickets. I just said thank you God that that was fake. Uh, Tom Brady listed as a producer. I think I must have read that, that it was true, and he's in the movie, so I got that. So I, I got I, I missed four out of 11. The other oh, ones, okay. All the right. other ones well. I missed were uh, Lily, mechanic, Lily Tomlin reveals she's a mechanic and fixes the car. <laughs> Not bad, right, as uh, a real offense? That's pretty good. And uh, Guy Fieri plays multiple roles. I knew he was in it, but I did uh, multiple roles? <laughs> Like, really? He played like a, many roles in it, yes. Like Eddie Murphy or Sasha Baron Cohen? Like, how? And one of them was himself? It was mostly himself. He. Uh, it was kind of a lot of digital replacement, but he did play multiple roles, so I wasn't, I, it wasn't a lie. Anyway. All right. Well, all right. uh, okay, yeah, I'm the ready. rest are all things we had discussed. So, yeah, four out of 11, so below your uh, you know 55% uh, right, percent right. average. Uh, we'll see how you do on this one. I don't know if this is canon or not, but uh, so here's the first one: uh, Bambi two. So these these are all movies that you know did have direct to video sequels, but okay. you know is this the plot of them? I guess sure, sure. Uh, Bambi gets into a fight over a girl at a groundhog ceremony. Hunters impersonate Bambi's dead mom to lure him into a trap. Bambi gets into two more fights and then kicks a dog off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> coming out of the gate strong, I mean, I guess I'd have to say that that's real. Okay, wow. The, that's the bar we have here now. Well, I, I otherwise, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, Fox and the Hound 2. Okay. Uh, one of the Never saddest. saw the first one, by the way. Oh, a tearjerker. Just, uh, Never saw Bambi either, to tell wow, the truth. Wow, brother. Yeah, yeah, also a tearjerker. Lauren yeah. uh, famously was babysitting kids, and they watched Fox and the Hound, and she uh, wept. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Fox and the Hound 2. Copper the dog joins a bluegrass band that is about to audition at the Grand Ole Opry. He has to lie about being a stray to get in. But then Todd the Fox spills the beans and gets him kicked out of the band. They have to track down the talent scout at the restaurant to get the dog band a new audition. Holy cow. Um, boy, I'm going blind here. I'm going to say that's real as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Quasimodo and the gargoyles accidentally crack the bell with a baguette. The bell of the cathedral. They hitch, a, they hitch aboard a wagon to visit the master bell maker who makes them do chores but never seems to work on the bell. Finally, they are about to give up when they hear the bell in the distance. It turned, the, turned out the town had it repaired and is just relieved that Quasimodo is all right. What? <laughs> this is, uh, they cracked it with a baguette? I, I, I haven't seen these. I've just read the descriptions or made them up. So, With a, a Bread they get pretty stale after a day or two. I guess. I, I just seem so French. Um, hmm. And they didn't burn the cathedral down, hey? Uh, no, not yet. That may be in part three. 
All right. Well, I'll say that that's um, fanfic. That's you making it up. Because uh, you think that baguettes can crack bells. <laughs> you, do, you do know that the uh, Notre Dame fire happened as I was arriving in Nashville for a Rift Trek strip. And a joke I made nearly caused my cousin to leave the family group chat. <laughs> I remember. What was the joke? <laughs> uh, I, I, it was about like Notre Dame athletics. I said that usually takes like till the, uh, you know, the, the conference finals for Notre Dame to go up in flames like this or something like that. And he's from Paris and he took offense. Uh, it was all good. And uh, my cousin also made a joke that he apologized. And I said, I had a hunch you would walk that back. And, oh, uh, so, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all is good, though. Here's number four, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Belle and the Beast get into a fight because the Beast is sweating too much. The Candle <laughs> is accused by his girlfriend of having an affair with Belle. Be- beast gets enraged when Belle cares for an injured bird. And then there's a bake-off. Uh, that can't be true. So I'm <laughs> going to say fanfic. Uh, that's another one I have not seen. Wow. How do you it, like that? Impressive. You were uh, really in the middle of taking care of uh, young young boys when these were. No, there should. I think there should be the YouTube channel of uh, Mike Nelson watches Disney for the first time. I yes. think that, that the time is ripe for that. Please post the uh, thumbnail images of what that would be like. <laughs> yes. your, your hand to your cheek uh, with the thing of the candle and Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Um, number five, Lady and the Tramp. In a reversal of roles, the boy puppy loves to be groomed and go to dog shows, but Lady Junior sneaks out without her collar on to hang out at the dump. She has a change of heart when the junkyard dogs all make fun of Tramp Junior and snarls at the other dogs, which causes the dump owner to call the dog catcher and have her hauled to the pound. Tramp Junior must win over the junkyard dogs to rescue her. Mm, There's a dump involved. (laughs) <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, Nick Nolte was a voiceover. Uh, of course, yes. He, yeah. Junkyard dog number two. What are you headed down this way for? Yeah, that's um, a nice studded collar there, Tramp <laughs> Jr. Watch you hand that right over because I got a gun pointed at you. Um, I'm going to say that that is real. Okay. Uh, Oliver and Company 2. Uh, I've never, by the way, I've never seen Lady and the Tramp, and I've never, is Oliver and Company, what is that? Oliver and Company was like late 80s, early 90s, Oliver Twist, uh, that uh, Billy Joel famously voiced and did music for. (laughs) Wow. I think it's like when they started, you know, uh, Little Mermaid came along, and I think was the the revival of Disney. I think this is like in that nadir where it was like, (laughs) people weren't seeing these. this is the SNL with uh, all those people who you yep. like, that person was on SNL. Yep, the Robert Downey Jr. years. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, the Great Mouse Detective, Rescuers Down Under. Wow, all right. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Tito the Chihuahua, voiced by <laughs> Cheech Marin, hits it big when wow. he lands an endorsement deal for a Mexican restaurant. The rest of the gang moves to L.A. with him, sleeping behind the Hollywood sign. Oliver auditions for cat food commercials. Dodger works as mask- the mascot for the Dodgers. Jackson Brown does music. All right, I think I'm gonna do th- I'm gonna double down on this. That's fanfic. I think that's the story of uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> it might be. Right? It might be. Uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably less catchy music though if Jackson Brown is doing it. Uh, the Lion King one and one half. Uh, wow. Is Timon, that real? Uh, Timon and Pumbaa sit in silhouettes and crack jokes while watching the original Lion King movie. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fanfic. 
Yeah, fanfic. Okay. Uh, Emperor's New Groove 2. Uh, I, I watched this one like late at night once in college. I don't remember a thing about it. Um, Cusco tells a story about Kronk, who is the head delivery boy of Mudka's Meat Hut. He flashes back to a scheme where he and Yuzma uh, sold sewer slime as youth potion so that he can evict old people from a retirement home so he can buy the land. He also works as a camp counselor at Camp Chippamunka. All right, is this the one that originally starred David Spade? Yes, and I think he turned into a llama. Okay. I think this is one that didn't they have a documentary about how the, <laughs> that one was supposed to be good and somehow it turned out to be oh, whatever really? the hell. <laughs> There's one of those, you know, huh. where like the, the director and his vision or something. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to just say that that's real. Why not? Okay. Um, camp Chippamunka, that might have been the Daddy Day Camp camp. Um, Speaking of uh, beloved aughts, Beverly Hills Chihuahua-esque movies. Uh, Tarzan 2. The forest is facing destruction at the hands of a logging operation. Tarzan and the apes act as eco-terrorists to sabotage the machinery. <laughs> when it turns out the foreman is a four-lady, Tarzan is smitten and must choose between the apes and his new love. Subplot where Prolo the elephant and Baba the zebra learn to skateboard. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that's fanfic only because, you know, one man's eco-terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, say that that's a fanfic. And I should add, I, these are all summaries that I wrote, if they are real, from the, uh, from the description. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I could be editorializing. Yeah, these are not cut and pasted from a... <laughs> Wikipedia wasn't that much better, really. But uh, <laughs> right. All right, and here's the last one. Uh, 101 Dalmatians 2. The Dalmatians find all other living things beside dogs cannot be awakened. The dogs are able to communicate via thought waves. Uh, they start watching the sky for a message from Sirius, the dog star. And the message they receive is a disturbing proposition, one that might forever destroy their status as man's best friend. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that's true. Okay. I, I, I have some vague recollection that I... I've never seen it. I've never, I don't know, somewhere maybe I heard of it. So if, if I'm right on that one, at least give me only half a point. Okay. All right. Let's see how you did. And I think you did pretty well, actually, all things considered. Uh, uh, Bambi uh, getting into a fight at the groundhog ceremony. You said real. That was real. <laughs> uh, Fox of the Hound 2. He joins essentially you know, the country dog jamboree to perform at the Grand Old Opry. You said real. That is real. <laughs> wow. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame cracking the bell with a baguette. That was, uh, you said fanfic. That was fanfic. I, okay. I think that I just was sort of getting tired of this exercise and <laughs> didn't, didn't put my finest uh, effort into that one. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this was Beast sweats too much. A girl candle has a affair with Belle. You said fanfic. That's real. What the? He sweats <laughs> too much. That's. I mean, this is. Uh, uh, kids it didn't, didn't sound very good. Um, uh, I'd like to see how the affair accusation goes down, though. That's yeah. Uh, Lady of the Tramp. All the uh, the reversal of roles. Junkyard dogs. Uh, you said real. That was fanfic. Oh, okay, nice. Um, so right. three for five. Sorry, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, three for five. Oliver and Company 2, you said fanfic. That is fanfic. Okay. Uh, Cheech Marin does voice che Tito the Chihuahua, but uh, I do not believe Oliver and Company even warranted a direct-to-video sequel. <laughs> that's, how, uh, that's how that one went. 
Uh, Lion King one and a half. Uh, Safe in silhouettes. You said fanfic. That is real. That seems like a what bizarre little exercise. <laughs> they, wow. Uh, yeah, some weird meta thing for the kids uh, with the and the Wikipedia page acknowledges Mystery Science Theater. Um, so, what is that? Uh, four for seven. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, you said real. All that was real. Kronk and Yuza and sewer slime to old people. Uh, <laughs> sounds pretty nuts. Um, Tarzan 2, uh, eco-terrorism and skateboarding. You said fanfic. That was also fanfic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, bringing us to the actual point of this exercise, the uh, Dalmatians, every other human has slipped into a coma, and then they wait for disturbing messages from the dog star. That Well, it's a half point. It's correct. You said real. Uh, but it's not the direct-to-video sequel to 101 Dalmatians. It's the book yes. sequel, the Starlight Barking uh, from 1967, that is the sequel to 101 Dalmatians. That is what we're covering next on here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we bring it home. It sounds like a, like a pretty pretty nuts uh, endeavor here, the... Uh, the, the 101 Dalmatians is, of course, you know, just a woman wants to make fur coats out of the Dalmatians and the guys try to stop her. And then uh, it seems like it goes off the rails a bit <laughs> in the sequel. Well, uh, before we get to the book, can you just uh, just quickly read the titles and I'll tell you whether I've seen the Disney movie, which I don't know what people will think of me. Okay. Because like everyone's seen every Disney movie, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah. Okay, a, go go down the list. Uh, most Bam, of them we. Okay, go. Oh, ahead. all of them, or just these ones we just covered? No, just the ones we just. Not okay. every. So Bambi, <laughs> Bambi, no, no. Fox and the Hound, no, no. Hunchback of Notre Dame, no, no. Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think a friend made me see it. So <laughs> yes, Lady and the Tramp, no. Oliver and Company, no. Lion King, uh, yes. Okay, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, I think so. Okay. Three. Uh, Tarzan. No. With the Phil Collins songs? No. Uh, and then 101 Dalmatians. Uh, no. So I think that's three. <laughs> One of which is Emperor's New Groove, surprisingly. Uh, so, well, all right. I, I, I just haven't seen many of them, but... Uh, this uh, th- I'm excited about this book. Yeah, we might have to do uh, watch the 101 Dalmatians to get caught up. It's uh, I mean, it was recommended by a listener who I all have their information is KTM um, a long time ago, but it's from uh, 1967, which is uh, 11 years after the original book, and it's by uh, the author is uh, I don't even have as, as a note Dodie something. Um, but he's uh, the author of uh, Gump and Company, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, Dodie Smith, who she wrote like other books that are seemingly like uh, acclaimed or uh, not insane. But this one sounds uh, sounds pretty nuts. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's a slider book. It's probably like a three episode or uh, Edison length. But uh, it's probably good for a, a children's book where um, everyone might die if the dogs can't save them. <laughs> I'm going to advance the theory, knowing nothing about it, that it was written by either Truman Capote or Ernest Cline. I'm just going to (laughs) go into it strong and hard with that, and then I'm going to make my theory fit the facts. Yeah, well, I mean, it has that aspect of a hundred and sorry, Ready Player Two is everyone is uh, is going to die unless these people can 
can get you know rescue the gunt or whatever but in this case it's getting in <laughs> getting in touch with the dog star so the, the twilight this, bark is the that twilight barking yeah it's also got and a crazy title so isn't the um uh the the meat i was thinking about the meat cute and this came up because i don't know why but uh i don't know it was uh some stupid movie came on and you know I once had an editor who told me in my book, like, you need a better meat cute. And I'd never heard that before, mm-hmm. which is, and so I looked it up and I think that, uh, in 101 Dalmatians, that's one of the first, like two leashes getting oh. tangled <laughs> is like, that's the, uh, cliche, right. Of a yeah. meat cute. There's nothing, you know, otherwise it's, you know, uh, coffee container and spilling on the other person or, you know, like insulting someone or what, but anyway, that, uh, that meat cute is the meat cute. Like you want to know what a meat cute is? Just yeah, look exactly. at 101 Dalmatians. Oh man. Yeah. I can picture it. Um, I should also correct ourselves. The book is called the starlight barking. That is, yeah, uh, I was going to say it's important. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be too nice a coincidence, but, uh, whether it be meat cutes, I don't know because every human has slipped into a coma. So <laughs> the stakes are high like you gotta admit that's a good story out of the gate like every human has slipped into a coma it does have these sort of uh you know mommy like what 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 are they gonna i mean it's not like the uh the first corona deville was pretty scary as i recall like if you look up the pictures of her she looks like absolutely insane so um that might not have been for children and she wanted to make them into coats right she wanted to skin the puppies Yes. Enter, okay. Uh, yeah, so, she had two thugs who were going to, I assume, were going to do it for her, unless she got right, like, down and it. dirty, like to do yeah, it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I always thought that uh, Lady Elaine Fairchild should have played her. Oh, know? wow. Which I assume she's an actress, right? That's not a puppet. That's a, <laughs> she should have. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> yeah, get me my fur coat. Uh. <laughs> I think she smoked a long, uh, you know, cigarette holder thing too. Isn't that uh, her famous yes. thing? Lady Elaine would definitely have, you know, smoking unfiltered camels through that thing. <laughs> yeah, Lady Elaine was like doing the, uh, you know, I don't know. You're probably too young to remember cigarette machines, mm-hmm. where you'd pump in the coins and then you pull the big plunger thing, oh, and like yeah. a pack of fun. cigarettes would come down. And then the person would take the cigarettes and like tamp them on their arm. Yeah. You know, that slapping. <laughs> like, God, that is hardcore. That's what Lady Elaine Fairchild would do. <laughs> Wear a, a t shirt with a, a pack of cigs rolled up in the sleeve. Yes. Like, all right, let's get this going, boys. <laughs> Those are not good for you. Meow, 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 Lady Elaine. <laughs> yeah, Piss off, you know what Daniel. You can do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lady Elaine Fairchild as Corolla Deville in the Starlight Barking. Um, it it should be pretty great. Uh, I mean, you know, it doesn't have like insanely bad ratings, but the person who recommended it, uh, I think, you know, knows uh, knows what we're going for here, and the sure. synopsis is is pretty uh, on on point. So I think it's worth uh, worth taking a risk on. How many words are we looking at here? Oh, it was like thirty five k. Oh, okay. Like, so right. it's, yeah, it's yeah. a short read. Um, sure. So even, even if not, but I think there's even like an illustrated version of it out there. So it's uh, we'll get to see some of these crazy scenes. Um, it should be fun to get into the, um, you know, why why did this person write this? Why was it so long after? Who was forcing this? You know, who right. came up with the idea to do this? You know, like the the Gump and Company thing. Like what? what is going on here right because you know we know the theory that at one. the end of it is like he yeah. was just flipping the double birds to his <laughs> you know yeah because this is uh you know the timeline is 
uh, original book 1956, movie 1961, and then this book six years later. So there, you know, I, I assume that was a successful movie and uh, you know popular. So whether she was going to cash in or whether she got screwed by the deal and is doing the same thing, it'll be interesting to figure out because I didn't want to read a ton about it and spoil any surprises going right, into right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll uncover that as well. Great. Uh, well, uh, join us for the ride, people. Thank you to uh, everyone who backs the podcast, and uh, we'll see how the starlight, not twilight barking, uh, goes with our, our first episode coming soon. Oh, and also I noticed on, just to shout out to the Patreon people, thank uh-huh. you again for signing up for it. Someone asked, don't I have one more fire story? <laughs> there uh, was so, a trilogy promised, wasn't there? Uh, it's a uh, it's more it's a Stephen King uh, story. This is a true story that that puts a cap on on the two fires. Wow! Should, so we'll do that soon as well. I'm oh. just isn't that a good teaser? That's a very good teaser, tease. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you, everyone. And uh, what's the name? What's the title again? One more time. The Starlight Barking. Uh, okay. Like <laughs> so. Starlight Express, but with they they bark all their lines. Okay, but all the dogs wearing uh, roller skates. Okay. <laughs> All right, so long, everyone. Bye.